0: Welcome to the You Send Insane, You Should Be Medicated podcast. You're joined by Max, Samson, and Rajesh. Who the fuck is Rajesh? Get him out. What's he doing in here? Hey, Samson, have you ever felt like stealing a 200-foot radio tower? Not in my bucket list, no. That's 600, 600, no. That's 60 metres for you, for all normal people. Normal people? Yeah, not Americans. Oh, right. So, in Jasper, Alabama, someone has stolen their radio tower. And so the station's been off the air since February 2, when a landscaping crew visited the site where they were supposed to do maintenance and the tower wasn't there. Um... Imagine you just turn on to do maintenance and how, how much is that weighed? Well, not, I don't know. How, doesn't oh, say how much 60 it weighs. And a 60-metre-tall um, radio station is just missing. Yes. So the station's general manager, Brett Elmore, received a message, well, said a message of the maintenance crew called him and said that the tower is gone. I said, he said back to him, "What do you mean the tower is gone? Are you sure you're at the right place?" He said, "Yes, the tower is gone. There are wires everywhere, and it's gone." What? What? Well, yeah, well, the boss would have been like, "What?" It has nothing to do with. You're telling me incest. I didn't mean to push that. <laughs> you're telling me that the tower is missing. Yes. So the radio station's Facebook accounts announced. A theft by rightfully noting. This is going to get out eventually, so I might as well make it public before it does. <laughs> hey, Max. You know what keeps me up at night? Um, demons. No, besides the. De- yeah, it would come Indian in a close. Indian telemarketers? Second. Demons would come in a close second. Indian telemarketers? No. You, the scariest thing I've ever seen that keeps me up at night? President is Biden. Just Drake's dick. Why are you looking at Drake's dick? Well, you know that the, apparently there was that video of him playing with it on the internet. It was leaked all over Twitter. So, being a like-minded individual. Um, is that the right word? Like what? What do being, you mean like Being a curious individual. Yes. I had to see what this video was about. And it was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life, and I wish I didn't look. That's a little sus, bro. You went looking for it. Didn't you? I didn't You've look for it. You've written it down here. This not. is your handwriting. Trauma from Drake's dick. My no. handwriting on a screen. This is your handwriting. Trauma from Drake's dick. That makes it sound real gay. You wrote it. No, but it's in I your fa- diary. I was just on <laughs> act Twitter, X, whatever yeah. the fuck it's called now. now? Looking. And research. I was scrolling. Drake's dick. And it appeared in front of me. You searched it like I did. Yes, I did stop and look at it, but curious. You stopped I was curious. and looked at it for several minutes. I don't believe it's his dick. He's just sitting there playing as a dildo. I don't believe it's Drake. Drake was playing as a dildo because... Drake. Conspiracy, it's not Drake. Who is it then? Drake. Who the fuck is Rake? The talent, the one with the talent. Drake is stealing it from his brother who's locked in his basement. Drake is the talented one in Drake. He's in him. Do you know what Drake's real name is? Drake. D. It's D. D. Drake. It's Drake. He stole the name. Um. What's this one? Apparently some guy gets shot. After, how was he allowed to walk into an MRI scan room? Um. Well, he went in there, but didn't tell them he had the gun. That's how. So, But wouldn't they have said to him? What was what? The guy. I thought he was like a gangster or something. But wouldn't they have said to him, "You can't bring metal objects well, in here"? They did, and he. They told him multiple times. It says, but. So he, assumed, in there. so he assumed the gun wasn't metal. Oh, I just, I don't know. I guess he didn't take him seriously. Because it says, 40-year-old lawyer. I thought he was a gangster or this something is not, like I said. Maybe he's thinking this isn't one of those magnetic Le- ones. Leandro Matias de Novas was carrying a concealed weapon while accompanying, accompanying his mother to an appointment. The Brazilian was allegedly carrying a gun that was concealed under his waistband. Oh, so he was tucked in the back of his pants. According to reports, the man's weapon was pulled out of his waistband by the magnetic forces. <laughs> it pulled it out of... Oh, no. So, yeah. From the M.O.R. machine and then it, it discharged it. into his stomach. Oh, so he tucked it in the front of his pants, not the back. Yeah, so it pulled it out and then the gun went off and shot him in the stomach. <laughs> it's like... It would look like... In, if you looked at the security camera, it would look like a ghost that's pulling it out of his back pocket and shooting... Out of his front po- front of his pants and shooting him to death. Both the patient and her companion were properly instructed regarding the procedures for accessing the examination room and warned about the removal of any and all metallic objects. He probably didn't think the gun was metallic. The firearm was not mentioned by the companion, who entered the examination room with the object by his decision. What a dumbass. He had a license to carry the weapon, but it's unclear why he chose to carry it with him despite several warnings beforehand. Well, why? So, you... And also, prior to, well, he was a regularly made pro-gun content and posted it on TikTok. <laughs> so, yeah, you have real safe gun ownership. So, while you've been talking about that, I was looking further through the internet. There's one here. So, yeah, it showed him in his stomach and he died. Oh. Well, yeah, on the thing of shooting and dying, um... Oh, shit. I accidentally went out of it. Shooting and dying. Okay, what else? Talking about shooting and dying. Um, in true American fashion, as they celebrate like a true American, a gunman in Kansas City, um, a shooting at the end of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl Parade killed one person and left nine others injured while sending terrified fans running for cover. Police said in a news release that two people were detained. Fans were urged to exit the area as quickly as possible. Um, Kansas City Police said on X, that's Twitter for anyone that doesn't know, child reunification stations were set up at the main entrance to Union Station and at 2301 Main Street. We still have several needing reunification. I don't know what the hell reunification is. Hmm... Police also asked witnesses to the shooting to go to a corner near Union Station. Multiple people near the parade route were carried away on stretches shortly after the Chiefs fans marked their third Super Bowl title in five seasons. So, to celebrate like a true American, go out and shoot some people. Yeah! Football and mass shootings! Yeah! And some wrestling! Don't deny me my Second Amendment right! Don't deny me my wrestling! <laughs> what does wrestling have to do with this? <laughs> Yeah, I like to get all oiled up and go wrestling with the boys. Whoa, oiled up boy wrestling. Why did you let? Why did you let a gay wrestler in here, man? He's not. It's not gay if you're wrestling with the boys. Just a bit of wrestling and some loo. Did he tell you he was a straight man, man? It's a. It's wrestling. Can you can you leave, please? You fucking liberals. <laughs> Okay, he's gone. (laughs) You fucking liberals. Wonder if he knows that in Australia that means we're on the right. I don't know. Probably not. Anyway, on Super Bowl. Do you remember? Super Bowl. Yeah, on Super Bowl. That. So you just say on Super Bowl. Do you remember the ad about feet, Samson? The one. Like Jesus cares or something. And it was a bunch of people watching yeah. feet. Originally, we couldn't figure out what it was. So it shocked us what it was. At no, the I figured out what it was. Jesus has a foot fetish. Yeah, so as people, there's been heaps of tweets and stuff about it. Like someone said, thanks for spending $7 million to tell us that Jesus was into feet. <laughs> <laughs> telling us Jesus was into feet i believe so god created jesus i don't know is that how it goes anyway and he made him into feet i feel like he could have bred that out of him nobody copywriters in the jesus room railing lines haven't slept for four days he washed feet <laughs> so i found out why taliswift doesn't want a thing tracked. a jet i haven't finished about feet oh i thought people wouldn't want to hear about feet anymore Oh. There's more to the story. Um. Well, not really. It's just that the guy. Is there more comments there? Oh, it says. Well, they run two ads. So two ads to show that Jesus likes feet. Dang. Well, the other one was about something else. I think. Oh, I don't remember. It was about that one. Bre- about Jesus also being a breast well, a, man. They used both. They put two ads in, and it's estimated the cost. Them $17.5 million. That's where your money that apparently is being donated to God What a waste. To... Ads. Um, oh, this, this, it's still on the theme of Super Bowl as well, isn't it? Because she was there. The campaign previously received funding from the signatory which David Green, whose company fought against the Affordable Care Act's contraceptive mandate and waged a legal battle for transgender employees seems like this. What? It seems like, oh, mate, just wants to go to war with anything. Why did you just randomly look at me and say what? The Southern Poverty Law Centre deemed them an anti. (laughs) LGBTQ hate group. He was just staring straight into my soul, and then I looked at him and he went, what? (laughs) Oh, the CEO is... Once a high exact top exec at Domino's and Wendy's. At Wendy's, that's the one we got the meat, on oh, that's Arvis. freckle bitches. That's freckle bitches, Saints Row. So, no, isn't it? Yeah, so GTA isn't freckle bitches in Saints Row. Well, now look, what you've done you've confused me. Pretty sure it's in Saints Row. Okay, what were you saying? And Mel, whatever, move on. What were you saying? Uh, no wonder Swift doesn't want her flights tracked. No, she, why do we have to talk about her? She flew from Cahokia, St. Louis. Louis? What oh, the fuck is even that? Is it Louis or Saint Louis? St. Louis. St. Louis, Illinois, to St. Louis, Missouri. Approximate flight time 13 minutes. i oh, have so many St. Louises. So she went. No, it's. Cahokia in Saint Louis, 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 Illinois. Oh yeah, they're a different states. Yeah. So why is it? Why do they like Saint? I don't know. I guess that it's like um Saint Louis so much. What's the place? They're not. Are they next to each other? Because it could it be like Albert and Wodonga? Well, it says that you flew from Saint Louis to somewhere called Chesterfield. So you're still in Saint Louis. Saint Louis. Well, who gives a shit? But for some reason, it then says, US to St. Louis, Missouri. I don't need more Taylor Swift news. Anyway, but that's 13 minutes, and it only takes 32 minutes to drive that way. Mm. So it would have been quicker, because think of the pre-flight checks, the making sure the thing's filled up, making sure it's this, making sure it's that. And in the end... Yeah, but as a private plane, all she has to do is show up. Yeah, but she's also got to wait for them to do all that, so in the end... It might be the same amount of time. I think it has different protocols, though. Okay, well, anyway. Whatever, just, I'm it's not still defending, 32 minutes. It would take a day to walk there, though. Well, who the fuck's going to do that? Well, the maps think someone would. Sort of fun. They should rem- grey out those options when it's some- something that people aren't going to walk. I well, suppose. But why? It doesn't matter. Someone might. Who the fuck's going to walk for a day? I won't be. You can't walk. Yeah, you meant to press that sound effect. This one? The uh, drum one. Yeah, well, when I was doing it before, when Dad was running the headphones, he said he couldn't hear it. I won't be walking. Are you fucking serious? I just push it. No, <laughs> <So, laughs> Max. Yes? What would you think if... A mum, if one of your friend's mums wanted you to perform sexual acts on her with the boys. Um, I don't know how to answer this. So you'd feel uncomfortable or you'd want to do it? I guess it'd be a bit uncomfortable. What? A bit weird. Yeah, it would be okay. (laughs) But how old? I thought you were going to say if she's hot or not. Well, yeah, that, yeah. (laughs) because a mum of two has been arrested after sleeping with teen hockey team players after argument with husband. Never yeah, but see, that's illegal. After a fight with her husband, Alison Lee Chardon, a mother of two... Chardon? Chardon, a mother of two, was arrested for sleeping with teen hockey players while on a staycation in Roseville. The motel was also housing a boys' hockey team from Colorado. Okay, so it's not your mum's friend, it's just a friend that you're running a train on. Wait, what? That makes it sound like you're doing running a train with one of the boys. No, they're just a random woman that's also a mother. I thought it was the mother of one of the players. But what's that? It, that... Anyway, on the evening of January 14, and supposedly started talking to two boys in the hotel's hot tub after her marital issues. According to court documents in Minnesota, her spouse, Anthony, oh, filed Anthony. for divorce on December 18, 2023. Before allegedly getting going into bed with the boys, Sheldon is accused of starting a conversation about sex and stuff, stuff and and things, stuff Stuff and things, Um, and inquiring about their sexual histories. According to the criminal complaint, who told? Who told? Hmm? Which one of the boys snitched? Does it say a third youngster reportedly witnessed, witnessed her allegedly starting to engage in sexual actions with the boys and requested them to reciprocate. Um. It doesn't say old. Boys yeah, because it says teens, but like young teens. If this was a, a man teams. if this was a man doing doing this to a girls' volleyball team, would this even be a question of what do you guys think? Mm, There's definitely some pedophile shit going on, on, on there. What are, what are your thoughts? Thoughts? That's just what it says on the bottom of the words. So no thoughts. hey mate what now you know how what? you'd go why would a western plate western thing like KFC or McDonald's whatever be popular in countries like Japan and yeah um, China and all that yes well what? there is, there obviously you know there's fast food places McDonald's KFC the like so, after his first McDonald's meal in 1967, this is McDonald's in Japan, Fujita? Fujita. Fujita? I don't know how to pronounce it. Was amazed by its efficiency and popularity after selling imported bags and shoes. Bags? Fujita seized on the opportunity to start McDonald's franchises in Japan in 1971. His strategy for selling McDonald's to the Japanese people involved the following statement. The reason Japanese people are so short and have yellow skins is because they have eaten nothing but fish and rice for 2,000 years. If we eat McDonald's hamburgers and potatoes for 1,000 years, we will become taller, our skin become white, and our hair blonde. And obese as shit. So he told them that they become Aryans. Well, white. He said, Skin become, we will become tall, skin become white, and our hair blonde. Aryans. I thought what can uh, I thought Japanese people could get blonde hair. Was that one of the unnatural, also another unnatural hair color for them? I have no idea. I thought you knew about them. Why would I know about Japanese people? Because you're Japanese. I am. Yeah, look at you. you is actually that, ever looked at yourself in the mirror? You are clearly a Japanese man. Is that all you're going to say about the McDonald's? Well, that's all I could find. What, what's was with this guy? Failed to mention that you would become you could become extremely fat. No, but they would become they would become white people. I don't know why he'd want that. Some white people are boring and don't, and some of them don't know how to see. Well, whose idea was it to bring KFC to Japan? Because now they Colonel Sanders apparently eat that as their Christmas. You know. Well, they don't lunch, have, have Christmas. whatever you want to call it. I know, but they always eat it. They on don't have Christmas Day. I don't think they do Christmas. Yeah, but they eat on Christmas Day for some reason. And they don't do it. do. And also I found out the other day, do you know what KFC's most important market in the world is? Christians represent less than 1% of the population, but it is still popular. Decorations such as Christmas trees, ornaments, and lights are put up throughout the country, and families go shopping for Christmas, much like in the United States. Oh. It's so weird. they don't have the celebration. They It's just... It's for people that are atheists when they celebrate Christmas. Because I don't do the Christian stuff either. Well, as I said before, you know what the uh, best market for them is? The highest earning market for KFC is? What? China. Well, on you said that they do Christmas with KFC. Oh, okay. Just re- disregard my friend. No, I said, oh, So you know how you're saying is. about KFC and Christmas? Yeah. What well, says that their Christmas tradition is KFC fried chicken buckets, strawberry shortcakes, and romantic dinner dates? Okay, it sounds oh, like oh, that's I'm feeling romantical. Let's go to KFC. That sounds like a really that sounds like a way better than Valentine's Day that was yesterday. We love you're feeling romantic. Christmas, KFC, yeah, let's go to KFC. Uh, I want a zinger box. A KFC fried chicken bucket, a strawberry shortcake, and a romantic dinner date. Zinger box. They have a um, work culture tradition of Ocebo, end of the year, and they do a se- type of Japanese secret Santa. Oh, there you go. Christmas Eve is the Japanese Valentine's Day. Wasn't it just Valentine's Day? Over here, Christmas Eve is the most romantic day of the year. Yes, outstripping Valentine's Day, which they also do. Couples will book a fancy Christmas dinner and then follow it with a nighttime stroll to take in some illuminations. But Valentine's Day is bullshit anyway. How fancy is KFC? The That's things they ate on cri- on Christmas Day are roasted or fried chicken, Christmas cake, and pizza. So It seems like they stopped being Japanese for a day. Hmm. Interesting. In Santa in Japan, is called Santa-san. Santa-san. Mr. Santa or Santa Kura- Kurosu. Santa Claus. Mr. Santa. Or another Japanese gift bringer is Hoti hotei a Japanese god of good fortune from Buddhism. Wait, so you can be Buddhist and do Christmas? I guess. No, it's like they have Christmas dude. Oh, like Krampus. That's still that's German, I believe. So Matt This is going to be a challenging one for you, or maybe not because you're not American, but without googling, can you name 3 things the USA invented? Um, I could. I'll go after you, but pickup trucks. Yep. Uh. Fried chicken. Yep. School shootings. Hmm. Fairly close to what I was well, going to say. Mass shootings in general. Uh, I'm gonna the three things you were saying invented. Um, mass shootings. Hey, obesity, (laughs) and, you know, let's see, what else, one more, one more for me, and stupidity, credit cards, yeah, those are the three things they invented, (laughs) school shooting, obesity, and being dumb. Yeah, that's right, everyone was intelligent until America existed then America existed and then the word dumb became popular. Everyone was skinny before Old oh, Mate introduced Maccas. Um Ray and no, that's not Ray, it's um something something McDonald and then Ray Rock Co- and roll, McDonald. And then Ray Croc you mean Ray Croc because a franchise it. so yes. it wasn't franchise. Whatever, we don't need to get into all of that. <laughs> Yeah, but if it wasn't franchise, people wouldn't be fat. It's Colonel Sanders' fault. So, have you heard of the Von Eric family? No. Should I? Well, the wrestling royalty. Oh, yeah, the one that that movie, the Iron Claw. Yeah, with Zach Efron. Funny thing is, all the actors in that movie were five foot, and the guys in real life were all six foot. Okay, and? Well, they got midgets to play them. I Mid- mean... Ah, oh, that's a bad word. They got um small people to play They're them. They're taller than you, bro. I know that. And me. But I'm sitting down, so I am five foot something, five. I sp- if I could stand up. Oh, like that. I mean, in literal height. Oh, if pro, yeah, I am still like five, Oh, wait, yeah, you're saying I'm not six foot? <laughs> okay, just get into your story already. You have a story, right? What? Right, Do you only have stuff to read about them? Oh, yeah, um. Um. Blah. I'm just reading the first things I know, but. If pro wrestling is all about storytelling then there are a few stories in the history of the industry more worthy of Shakespeare than that of the Von Eriks. And this is because, perhaps even more so than the death of these are also fellow wrestlers, Owen Hart or the Chris Benoit murders, this is the most grand-scale grand tragedy ever produced in world wrestling. Of course, it wasn't always that way, though. No, for a while, Fritz, Fritz Von Erich and his kids with a picture of success. How did it all go so wrong? Well, we're about to find out right now. It all began in the 1950s. That was when Jack Adkisson began his career as a wrestler on the territory circuit. And given the fact this wasn't long after the end of World War II, he decided early that the best way to draw heel, that's the bad guy, heel is the bad guy in wrestling and face is the good guy in wrestling, in way to draw heel heat was to play a German Nazi character known, named Fritz von Eric. But while Fritz would have a lot of success during his run throughout the decade and into the 60s, his personal life wasn't without its fair share of tragedy. Because in 1959, his oldest son, Jack Jr., would die of an accidental electric shock at just six years old. Not oh, just accidental. Still, for as heartbreaking as this was, he at least had a large family around him who could support both him and each other going forward. And that was because following the birth of Jack Jr., he'd have five more children, Kevin, David, Kerry, Mike, and Chris. And over time, these boys became the most important thing in the world to Fritz, as he became obsessed with seeing them succeed at the highest level in the way his first son had never gotten a chance to do. That said, while to him, his constant pushing of the Adkison clan to be the best was nothing more than fatherly motivation. For others, including his own kids, it was borderline abusive behaviour as he became known as something of a cruel taskmaster. Never selling for anything less than perfect and letting him know at all times who his favourites were. Yes, Fritz was certainly a complicated figure, though it can't be denied he was one who, for better or worse, eventually managed to get his boys the places he wanted them to be. As come the time of the mid seventies, the elder three would have become pro wrestlers themselves and would stars of the local would be stars of the local Dallas territory world-class championship wrestling. Still, it helped that their dad was the promoter of this territory, but that shouldn't take away from the fact they more than earned their spots on the roster. By the time the late 70s rolled around and Kevin, David, and Kerry began a feud, a feud with the fabulous Freebirds, they turned into nothing less than absolute superstars. And that's not hyperbole either. No, everyone who lived in Dallas at the time knew who the Von Ericks were. They were basically rock stars on the level of Elvis Presley. Unfortunately, though, with this fame came a lot of the old familiar trappings like copious amounts of drugs and alcohol, substances which, at least some part of David, soon created a full-blown addiction within him. Obviously then, this was a big problem as the public persona of Kevin, David, and Kerry, but that they're all clean-cut, all-American boys who fought the good fight at all times. And with David being a clear breakout star in waiting, the one Freitz had hoped may even become NWA World Heavyweight Championship. NWA? World Heavyweight Champion one day. If the National Wrestling Alliance's booking committee eventually okayed it, he was the one that needed to keep his nose clean the most. Could he do this? Well, no, because the 70s drew to a close, and stardom continued to follow him everywhere he went. David found it increasingly difficult to turn down all the temptation he was surrounded with. Especially pain pills, as his body was by then starting to feel the wear and tear of being in the ring every night. It wasn't just the physical pain which had made him turn to drugs by now. No, it was also the fact that his own daughter, Natasha, had died in infancy. Much like his brother had, had, something which led him to fall into a pit of emotional despair. And this all ultimately led to a situation where, while on a tour of Japan in February of 1984 he'd accidentally overdose on hydrocodone while alone in a hotel room. Or at least that's one of the more popular theories out there and one which has been submitted by industry legends such as Ric Flair and Bruiser Brody. Officially though, perhaps in an attempt to spare his family the embarrassment, Davin's death would be recorded as being caused by acute enteritis and a subsequent ruptured intestine. Whatever the truth though, he was dead at just 25, and this being the second child Fritz von Eric had buried it understandably broke him completely. That said, he wouldn't have the privilege of wallowing for long as he still had the territory to run. And if he wanted to make sure things continued and going strong following David's passing, he realised he needed to inject some fresh blood into the proceedings. Which was why around this time, Mike and Chris, the youngest two kids, would also make their in-ring debuts and would try their best to keep the ship on course. Sadly, though, they would not be able to do this for long because the Von Erich curse wasn't done with the family yet. What tragedy befell them next? For fuck's sake. Mm. Don't well, after doing day. what David had never been able to do by becoming NWA World Heavyweight Champion for a brief period in May of 1984, Kerry had an almost fatal accident when he was out riding his motorcycle one night while drunk on June 4th, 1986. But while he would thankfully survive this, he'd be left changed forever as due to a severe injury he suffered. His right foot would have to be amputated. Not that anyone outside of his nearest and dearest were aware of this for years. Jesus. However, as he was somehow able to hide the fact by covering up his prosthetic with a wrestling boot and continuing to hit the ring anyway. Even if he was able to keep going for the good of his family business, the pain he was now regularly in led him to falling deeper into drug addiction too. And that meant, by the time the glory days of world-class championship wrestling came to an end, Somewhere around the late 80s, he'd be a shadow of the man he'd once been. But it wasn't just his decline which led to the fall of WCCW, though. No, it was also the fact that... also the fact that in 1987, Mike Von Erich would also die. With this leading many fans begin tuning out of the show as they started wondering what the hell was causing these kids to keep passing away so tragically young. And in Mike's case, there was no blaming the situation On a freak health condition either. No, his Mm -hmm. death was undeniably a result of an intentional drug overdose that he'd left a suicide note Mm -hmm. behind, explaining why he'd done what he'd done at just 23. What were his reasons? Well, it appears the death of David hit him harder than anyone realised and the pressure his father had subsequently put him under. By trying to push him as the next version of his older sibling, a future world champion in his own right, ultimately shattered him emotionally. Of course, the fact that Mike had suffered brain damage two years prior to this after being diagnosed with toxic toxic shock syndrome probably didn't help his mental state either. Just as the head injury he suffered during a car accident in 1986 probably didn't help. That said, whatever you blame, the outcome is the same. Now, three of the Von Erich kids had died before their 26th birthday. And that tragedy wasn't over yet. No, after trying to build a career for himself elsewhere... Following well, the closure of WCCW, Chris von Eric would find his body taking a beating too, as unlike his brothers, he was never a natural athlete. Rather, he was always something of a sickly kid, someone who suffered from conditions like asthma and brittle bones. And it seems that the constant injuries he picked up while trying to live out his father's dream for him took such a toll that come September of 1991, he could take no more either. And that's why he locked himself in a hotel room and shot himself in the head with oh. a 9mm. With this being with this being when he was still just 21 years old. Truly then, things didn't look like they could get any worse for the Von Erichs at this point, but even now, it still wasn't over. Now, there was more pain to come as after getting a job with WWF in 1990 and finding some degree of success there, despite his hampered physical and mental condition. Kerry Von Erich ended up out of a job once more when Vince McMahon fired him in 1992 as he felt he could no longer perform to the standard that was expected of a WWF superstar. No prizes for guessing Kerry took this badly then. This combined with the death of so many of his brothers caused his drug addiction to get even worse. And that in turn led to his mental state deteriorating even more too. All which brought him to a point where, while alone in a hotel room, on February 18th, 1993, he'd shoot himself in the head with a forty four caliber pistol. Didn't you say that already? No, this is the next brother. Oh. He was just 33 years old. Jesus. And now there were two, with those two being Fritz and Kevin. Why do you think this tragedy of this level would bring them together, in the end and it seemed to push the father and son Dura further apart? Because in final years following that, Freitz would grow bitter and resentful, but this only getting worse once he was diagnosed with brain and lung cancer around somewhere around the mid-90s. The bitter he would become, in fact, his long-suffering wife Doris would leave him, and his lone remaining son Kevin would keep a distance after Fritz once reportedly told him, in a drunken stupor, that if he had any courage, he'd kill himself like his brothers had. Ow. And that led to a lonely and sad final couple of years of life for the patriarch of the family. A life which finally came to an end with his death on September 10th, 1997. He's just a dick. It's just as well Kevin Von Erich never let himself sink into such a state. No, he'd do the only thing he could do, and that was continue on. And thank God he did, because if there's one silver lining to be taken from the Von Eric's story, is that Kevin was able to build a good life for himself after the fact, one which he's been able to share away from the industry with his wife and four children. Not that he's divorced himself from wrestling entirely, though. No, he's always been there to keep, help keep his family's legacy alive, with him doing this by not only attending their WWE Hall of Fame induction in 2009, but also by being directly involved in the creation of the 2023 biopic The Iron Claw, a movie which tells the story of the Von Eriks in all its dizzying highs and lows. So if anything should be taken from this sad tale, it shouldn't be that Jack Jr., David, Kerry, Mick, and Chris died before their time. No, it should be that in spite of all the pain, in spite of all the trauma, Kevin lived, and that's something he continues to do to this day. <laughs> and that was the story of the Von Erichs. Some interesting shit. If you watch The Iron Claw, I guarantee you'll leave wherever you the lounge room or wherever you've watched it. with The lounge movies. room? Maybe a cinema? Well, out of the cinemas now, isn't it? Isn't it only just started in the cinema? No, it was out for a while. It's probably still in the ones in um, Sydney and Cameron and all that. But, yeah, if you have the time to watch it, I recommend it. Very good movie. Anyway. See um, Sorry, oh, wait, Max, hold sorry. on. What? I was going to end the podcast. What? When the NRL kicks off, we'll be doing our tips every week and doing it. Are we going to do the ladder readout every time? Well, every time a sports competition starts, like just the main ones, not heaps them, probably. No, I think we only need to NRL, do... AFL, and we only need AFL. Uh, probably, yeah, probably really... just NRL and AFL. Anyway, that's what we'll be doing and, as well. And I might mention the F one at times, but we will. There will always be stuff for sport in the podcast. But yeah, that's still two weeks away, so. Tune in for that. Um, please send in any content and stuff that you have for us. I mean, us. tune in for that if you're in an fan. Yeah. So as I was saying, send us any content or anything. Help us out a lot. And to share this as much as you can with everyone, who would appreciate it. All right. All right. He sign it you say all that and then you say them, alright, go all on, right, do it. No, I said, he's right, saying do it. Up. Come on, do it. Do he's it. He's saying that if you don't, he will come to your house and personally I don't know, beat you up. Yeah, that's right. you off. Uh, oh no. What? You yeah. even know if you have stairs you're safe because he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, dog.